This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. What a treat tonight. We're going to go back to 1948 and listen in as Red Skelton has some fun with the election results just a week after Truman beat Dewey in the presidential race. Not much changes in 69 years. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Red Skelton back again. See, last week, President Truman took our time. I knew once he'd get to the people that listened to me, he'd get in. Procter & Gamble brings you the Red Skelton Show, starring Red Skelton, Dave Rose, and his orchestra, our singing stars, The Four Knights, Verna Felton, Lorene Tuttle, Pat McGee, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. <laughs> yes, it's the Red Skelton Show, brought to you by Tide, Procter & Gamble's amazing new discovery for your whole family walk. Metro-Golden-Mayer, the star of our show, Red Skelton. Thank you very much, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Rod, you know anybody who wants to buy any old Dewey buttons? <laughs> uh, did you vote, Red? No, I voted American. <laughs> I laughed myself. I don't want to get lonesome tonight. Now, you know what I mean. Yeah, it was an exciting mean. election, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Everyone thought Dewey would sweep the country. Yeah, but little old Harry stole these brooms. <laughs> I uh, wonder how the candidates felt after the election. Well, after it was over, Truman passed cigars, Dewey passed the buck, and the last we heard from Wallace, he was still passing the hat. <laughs> I hear tomorrow night that Wallace and his party is holding a mass meeting in a telephone booth. <laughs> you know the guy I feel sorry for is Dr. Gallup. <laughs> what happened to Gallup? He slowed down to a walk. <laughs> well, I wonder what Gallup will do now. Oh, he'll probably go up in the mountains and become editor of Literary Digest. I <laughs> He found out that there's more voters than you can shake a pole at. <laughs> Did you watch the election returns come in over television? No, all I could get was the World Series. The World Series was played weeks ago. I know, but I'm behind on my monthly payments. <laughs> so they showed me the, the old telecast. Next week, I get to see gorgeous George wrestling at the age of two. 
Its floor's cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. Well, I'm... <laughs> Hold on your horses there, gal. <laughs> You're taking in an awful lot of territory. You mean to tell me that Tide is the best sudger that ever hit the pike? Am I right there, Rod? Did I? You're dead right. Dead <laughs> because Procter & Gamble's Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any other suds, any other washing product known. Tide works its magic on everything. From your Sunday linens to your everyday work clothes. Tide leaves them free from dirt plus. Because Tide also removes dingy soap film. Yet with all this special cleaning power, Tide is safe. Truly safe for all your washable colors. In fact, it actually brightens soap dull colors. Gives those gay prints and pastels an amazing lift. And here's what the Tide Touch does for white things. In hardest water, Tide gets shirts, curtains, and napkins dazzling. Whiter than any other washing product known. Tide keeps them white, too. Week after week, never turns them yellow. As Dead Eye says, there are stacks and stacks of wash day products, but of them all, only Tide gives you this three-way miracle, the cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I've got to tell you folks listening in what we're laughing at. We have one actor on the stage that got drunk the other night and cut his own hair. <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, here are the four knights who will sing Alabama Bound. Goodbye, blues. Birdies are singing. Every old thing's in tune. A rosebud and a stone. So I'm going where there's more Goodbye, blues Troubles are over I'll be in clover soon I'm Alabama bound There ain't no heebie-jeebies hanging round Just gave the meanest ticket man on man All I'm worried To put my tusses in an apple bird Just hear the choo-choo sound I know that soon we're going to cover ground And then I holler so the world will know Here I go I'm Alabama bound Ooh, I can hear the choo-choo whistle blow Watch that engine as we start to go Now we're in Baltimore and we're knocking at Dixon's door Hey, what's that, Bill? Louisville We passed there before Fields of cotton tell me where I am You better get your kisses ready for your honey lamb. I'm at a family bound. There'll be no heebie-jeebies hanging round. Just get the meanest ticket man on now. All I'm worried to put my tussies in an apple bird. I'm just a lucky hound to have someone to put my arms around. That's why I'm shouting so the world will know. Here I go. I'm at a family
people you will meet sooner or later. That, that's enough, that's enough. That, hey, that's enough. We're selling Tide and Camay, not Lava. <laughs> Have you ever met someone who has a screwball idea but no money to put it over? I met a guy like that the other day, Clem Cadiddlehopper, and you'll meet someone like him, too, sooner or later. <laughs> Kill a song if nothing else. Well, sure. Well, there's the tree that Daisy June and I carved our initials in. Yes, sure. It says DJ loves X. <laughs> oh, it's kind of cool today. Fall is really here. Mother Nature's painted everything a new color. Sure wish you'd give me a few dabs too. <laughs> I don't care for the shade of green I am now. <laughs> no, I'm not worrying about my looks. If I become a success. With my flea circus, boy, I'll have be in the, uh, up to my ears and money. First my ears hang so low to the ground now that you can barely slide a dime under it. <laughs> oh, look, here comes one of them big shaggy St. Bernard dogs. And maybe I can make friends with them and get some stand-in for my flea circus. Here, over, Here, boy. Howdy, Slam. Well, <laughs> Howdy, duty to you. Exhibiting a flea circus at the county fair. That's the truth. I'm in the flea circus business. I started from scratch, too. <laughs> Would you care to help me? What? Me be a nursemaid to a bunch of fleas? Well, don't get so uppity uppity. After all, I remember a few years ago when you was a jitterbug. Well, <laughs> where is your flea circus? Over here, in this cage here, made out of a magnifying glass. Here, have a look. Have a look. Oh, gee, they're ugly looking things. Oh. What makes them run around like they're scared? Well, don't forget they're also looking at you through the magnifying glass. <laughs> well, I like that. You do? I ought to slap your face. Well, go ahead. I was about to shift my bubble gum anyhow. <laughs> hey, take a peek at this little bunch over here rehearsing. Why? Aren't they tiny? Yeah, the one with the mole on his chin is my favorite. You know? <laughs> you know, I'm fond of all those little creatures. You know, after you're around them for a few days... There's something about a flea that gets under your skin, you know? Oh, but, Clem, a flea circus is such a foolish idea. Yep. Why don't you do something else at the fair? Well, I was thinking of uh, setting up one of those uh, booths and sell kisses for six for a dollar and ninety-eight, see? <laughs> Might not be fun, but it would be a bargain. If I gave a girl a thousand dollars, she couldn't kiss me. They wouldn't let me out of my straitjacket that long. Oh, speaking of money, where are you going to get the money to pay your rental space at the fairgrounds? Well, I tried to borrow some money from the bank. Did they give you credit? Yeah, they said I sure had a lot of nerve. <laughs> I tried to borrow some money on my collateral. How'd you come out? On my collateral. <laughs> this tonight. We just shucked this this afternoon, you know. You mean you couldn't float alone? Float alone? I couldn't float if somebody was holding me up. 
Lady Duke, would you like to loan me some money? Mm, how would I know that you'd pay me back? Well, haven't I always paid you back? Never. Well, then that's how you would know. <laughs> I'm coming, Mother. And so is every other hog in the state. <laughs> He's got a sheep. Hey, Bo Peep, where did you get that animated ball of yarn? Now, look, son. Don't go and get sour craft sticks. You said to bring him up here, do you? No, I didn't. I said bring some fleas. Fleas? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said fleas. Well, now you can see where I got my brain. <laughs> Wasn't much left either. Well, what do you want with fleas? I'm going to make them perform if I can get some money and then take them to the state fair there, you know. Yeah, would you loan me some money so I could get to the fair? Why? Are you financially embarrassed, son? No, I'm broke. (laughs) But it would take more than that to embarrass me. I'm sorry, but I ain't got a dime. I'm just paid out my last. Five cents to the insurance man. Well, maybe you could hawk something. Oh, son, I hawked everything on. My hair piece, my teeth, my false eyelashes. There's so much of me hanging in that hawk shop window that your pa's suing me for desertion. <laughs> Well, I guess my chance of making some money is just out the window. Well, now, Clem, if you really think you can make a lot of money with that flea circus, why don't you take our old bull over there and sell him to the butcher? Well, Mo, we couldn't do that. Why? He's been in the family for five generations. (laughs) Buffalo Bill gave him to us. That bull? No, it's the gospel truth. We can get arrested for this stuff. Go ahead and take him, son. Maybe you'll make enough with your flea circus to buy us an Aberdeen Angus bull. Oh, Freeman will like to hear that. <laughs> okay, you pile the flea cage on the truck while I get the bull. Daisy June, you want to help me put the bull in the back of the truck? Okay, I'll pull and you push. Okay, come on. Well, he's in. Clam. You have to sit on my lap? Sure, the bull's sitting on mine. <laughs> no, that's that. Well, let's go. Start the motor. Okay. No, I got it started. Now stand back while I run and put it under the hood. <laughs> we're off. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Clam, I can't see through the windshield. Glass is dirty. That ain't a glass windshield. Last time it broke, I replaced it with bricks. Clam, with a brick windshield, you can't see where you're going. The way I drive, who wants to see? Clam, think our trains are coming. Oh, well, don't worry. I ain't going to cross the tracks. I'm driving right down the middle of them. Clam! Okay, I'll turn off the track. Look in the glove compartment and see if you can find the steering wheel, will you? Don't you realize that train might hit us and smear my lips? 
Yeah. You head with it, too. <laughs> We're coming to a tunnel. It won't be so easy for him to hit us in the dark. I'm doing in midair, Reston. Come on, go! It's about the noisiest Christ it's ever been on radio. Well, are you all right? Well, let's see. Two arms, two legs, two heads. Yeah, I'm all here. Yeah. Look at my train fleas all over the train. And look at your bull. Hmm? I said, look at your bull. Which hunk? <laughs> and now David Rose and the Procter and Gamble Orchestra will play I'll Be Seeing You. <laughs>
page from the Mean Little Kid's Diary. Ever noticed how little children like to meet strangers? All kids like to be good, too, but sometimes they just don't make it. Let's see what happens to Junior, the mean widow kid. Mommy. Mommy. What is it, Junior? Mommy. What's the matter? When I put on my cowboy outfit and all the juvenile jury kids laugh at me. Don't I look like a cowboy? Look, I turn around. Look. You look like a cowboy to me. Yeah, look. Junior, you're supposed to wear pants under the shafts. <laughs> oh, I thought that bear midwife was a little low and drafty. Oh, here, put on these long pants your grandmother made for you. No, they don't fit me. They well, don't fit me. Enough to play around in. Oh. I'll put them on. Okay. You better go wash your legs first. Why? <gasps> Why your knees are so black? I can't see where your half socks leave off. I got news for you, kiddo. I ain't not wearing any socks. <laughs> and what have you done to your shoes? Your toes are sticking out. Brace yourself. I'm not wearing any shoes either. Well, go take a shower. Okay, okay. I am going to take a shower. I am going to take a shower. I have taken me shower. I have taken me shower. Hey, I've taken me shower. Did you dry real good? I didn't have to. Why? I didn't get wet. Well, you get back in there and take a shower. Okay, well, don't hit me. Don't hit me. Well, I've looked high and low and I can't find them. Find what, Mother? Your father's false teeth. Are they gone again? Yes. Junior? Yes, Mommy Dow, what do you want? Oh, oh, oh. for goodness sake, you stand on a towel. Look, water's dripping all over the rug. Well, turn your head, turn your head. <laughs> goodness, I is wrong. <laughs> Do you know that your grandfather's teeth are missing again? You mean the uppers don't connect with the lowers? <laughs> Poor old boy's gonna starve, you know? <laughs> you know very well what I mean. No, I don't. Somebody took your grandfather's teeth. Well, I didn't... Look, these are mine, see? They're mine. <laughs> these what? are my own choppers. What happened to your front tooth? Oh, I lost it. Sipping spaghetti. Sipping spaghetti? Yeah, you know you take a big long string of spaghetti and... You ship it and you slap you on both sides of your face, you know? And that's how I lost me, too. Somebody tied a knot in one eye. Watch your grandfather's teeth. Well, who would do the trick like that? Who would take them? Who would do the trick like that? I'm looking at the person who took them. And I'm looking at the person who took them. Well, hand me a mirror. I'd like to look at him, too. <laughs> huh? That's just what I thought. Lorene, can't you teach this boy to let things alone? Here, here. Look, Fatso. You... <laughs> you suggesting that she should whip me or something? You suggest something like that? I'm going to tell on you. You'll tell what? Oh, I'll tell about you being a spy in a civil war. <laughs> now, that's ridiculous. I wasn't even born then. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Quick, Bernard, give me the secret papers. Well, turn your back. i got to hide them in my third petticoat. Case this <laughs> Junior! <laughs> Why do I let him lead me into stupid things like this? Oh, she's mad now. Now, that'll be enough out of you, young well, man. Well, she started. It's your... Here. Now, you mind me. Put these pants on. Okay. There. Now yeah. run along. Okay. 
And go apologize to your grandmother. Okay, I'll go apologize to you. Nemo, where's me sweet dear Nemo? They fall for this stuff, you know. Where is my sweet Nemo? Now, don't come in here and soft-soak me. I'm not soft-soaking you. I'm sorry that I was nasty because you're so beautiful and you're so nice. Well, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> go play and let Nama rest. Well, can I get you something? Let me be your slave. <laughs> can I get you a beer or something? <laughs> Uh, maybe some food, some food. No, dear. No? I am hungry, but I'll fix something for myself later. Oh, okay. I will run it on. I know what I will do. I will fix her a bite to eat, and then she will love me again. Well, here I is in the kitchen. There's the gas stove. There's the matches. And me. <laughs> Fighting, ain't it, huh? What's that? Who's coming in there? Who's in there? Oh, here comes the milkman. Well, we have never met before. Well, that's his misfortune that we has to now. I'm going to go out and see what... Here, what you doing with those milk bottles? Put them down. Yeah. Well, I'm only taking the empties away. Oh, no, you not. You think you're pretty clever. Just because I was a widow kid, you didn't think I would notice you swiping them bottles, did you? I'm not swiping any bottles. You ain't? No, these belong to the company. You ain't company. You wasn't even invited. <laughs> now, you put those bottles down because you're going to there'd be trouble. And believe me, if I put my mind to it, I can get pretty nasty. <laughs> I can get pretty nasty, I can. Oh, brother. Pretty nasty, I can get. Now I know why they've got that sign on the gate, enter at your own risk. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Don't we pay you for the bottles that you leave here? Of course you well, do. Well, then how about kicking in for them bottles that you've taken? A dime should do it, I suppose. <laughs> why, I've never heard of such a thing. You heard it now? If you don't start feeling a dime in me, we don't mix. So remember, I can get pretty nasty. <laughs> okay, okay, here's your dime. Yeah, and a nickel for overtime. What? <laughs> After all, you wasn't very easy to convince, you know. You all right, here's another nickel. Yeah, okay. Hey, now what are you doing now? Well, I'm going to put these bottles of milk in the icebox. Only three? Well, my mummy told me to tell you that she wanted 20 bottles of milk today. She's going to take a milk bath. What? You know? Yeah, Grandma tried to take a milk bath once, but she couldn't get the cow in the tub. Well. <laughs> what'd she do? Huh? What'd she do? Well, she hoisted the cow and took a shower. Oh, <laughs> If your mother wants 20 bottles of milk, I'll leave them for her. Okay, can you carry all them bottles? Sure. It's kind of hard seeing what I'm walking uh, uh, Maybe you could help me. Famous last words. This was a natural born sport, anyway. You let me know how many steps there are on the back porch, sonny. Okay, just uh, start yeah. walking, sucker. There's another step, another step. Okay. Boy, I'm thinking of what would happen if I tripped with all these bottles. Funny, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Another step, step up. How am I doing? So good it's discouraging, you know. <laughs> should I tell him that there's a roller skate at the top of the steps? Or should I just let him ad lib from here? <laughs> tell me, are there... More from that haircut he got. Is there... <laughs> are there any more steps? I can't hold these bottles forever. Don't worry, you won't be. <laughs> just one more step, brother, and you'll really be rolling. Okay. <laughs> oh! Hey! 
Buttermilk fingers. What's you homogenized? Little boy, I'm getting out of here. And you can explain what happened. Oh, no, don't eat me. Oh, why do I stay a milkman? Why don't I start my own political party, pass the hat, and settle down? Come come back here. Help me clean up this mess. If you know what's good for me, you will come back. Junior, look at that crash. If you've broken anything, I... Good heavens, what a mess. Junior? Junior? Yes, Emma? Where are you? Up in the tree? Look at all this milk all over the place. What happened? Well, you know the cow that jumped over the moon? Yes. She didn't make a correct takeoff and she had a crash landing. Stay tuned for The Saint next on Theater of the Mind. You're listening to Theater of the Mind on Zoomer Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Time now for Vincent Price as the Saint. This gumshoe would rather toss off a witty remark than engage in fisticuffs, but his suave charm nets many a pretty girl. The episode tonight is from 1951 and entitled The Cowboy. Adventures of The Saint, starring Tom Conway. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Tom Conway as... The Saint. Coming. Oh. Yes? Uh, ain't you going to ask me in, partner? Look, cowboy, if you've lost your horse... Well, I... Let me in. I got to talk to you. I got it. All right. Uh, come in, partner. What can I do for you? You Templar, the man they call the Saint? That's what's engraved on my halo. Well, uh, I'm McGowan. They call me Tex. Well, then, it fits. Born and raised in Texas and aiming to die there. Uh, Somebody's stopping you? Somebody don't care where it happens, just so long as it's now. Here, look at this hat. Hmm. A funny place for air holes. Not so funny when they're bullet holes, though. Run out of rufflers to shoot at? I was bushwhacked, partner. I was stepping out of a taxi and some sidewinding bushwhacking polecat took a shot at me. Well, we'll hit him off at Eagle Pass. Go on. Well, I came to New York to have fun, not to be killed. That's logical. You reckon you can ride shotgun on me? You've got me confused with the police department. I understand they have a special bureau that does nothing but protect visiting cars. I don't want the police department. I'll pay. Uh, 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 uh. I'm not in business. Uh, look, money's money and you're human. Oh, so you've noticed that, have you? And I ain't exactly a poor man. Raising beef's a big money business these days. Yeah, so is buying it. Uh, what do you fellas fatten those cows on that makes a steak so expensive? Broccoli? <laughs> uh, you don't want the money? It's only money. Uh, how about a cow? Oh, that's an interesting thought. Uh, but the management of this apartment house is so stuffy. The only livestock permitted is dogs and cats. Oh, I don't mean a cow on the hoof, one for the broiler. Uh, I beg your pardon? When I get home, I'll personally airmail you once a week the best darn steak this side of Fort Worth. Oh, you interest me. Well, 
I'm bought. Go ahead and brand me. Good. You made me feel better. You made me feel hungry. See that I don't get killed, partner. That's all you're supposed to do. I um, always like to do a little more than I'm supposed to. I'll see that neither of us gets killed. Now, what's all the shooting for? In a couple of days, I'm going to Chicago to have a talk with a fella. The fella knows I'm coming, and he ain't hankering none to see me. Oh, so he sent someone to head you off with a gun. Him? Why? Oh, it's just a little business matter. You see, he... Oh, but come on, partner. Tell you all about it somewhere else. This is New York City. Let's go live it up some. And we can talk during it. What have you got in mind? Heard about a saloon where a dozen pretty gals come out and dance the can-can. <laughs> I'm fixing to cut one up from the herd. Yahoo! matter, partner, all out of bubble water? No, but that little talk we're going to Waiter, where's that other case of champagne I ordered? You haven't told me what he did. Well, who's that, Simon? The fellow in Chicago. Oh, him. The varmint's only been short weight me on my beef, that's all. Know what I mean? Yes, my butcher invented it. A thousand head of... That's it, boys. Fill up them glasses. We're gonna liver up tonight. <laughs> Now, Mr. Templer, Greenwich Village. 52nd Street. Now, about Chicago. <laughs> you know, uh, I got a sudden hankering to see that old horse of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, please, Ted, don't cry. Now, when you get to Chicago... He's just an old cow pony, but I wouldn't swap him for all the horses in Kentucky. Yes, I felt that way about a girl once. Now, about the man in Chicago. Now, that crimson polecat. Oh, so you do remember him. He underweighed a thousand head of my steers on a rigged-up scale. Cost me 20, maybe 30 pounds a head. Well, that's a lot of T-bones. Who is this fellow? Oh, he's... Uh, uh, just now decided something. What? Next time I come to New York City, I'm bringing that old horse with me. Got a feeling he'd kind of like all this. Where are we now, partner? 52nd Street. No, Greenwich Village. Who'd you say the man in Chicago was? The critter who's been shoving all my cattle out of the Chicago market the last ten years or so. Yahoo! Throws it. No telling how many pounds of beef he bamboozled me out of and all that time. So you're going to blow the whistle on him, huh? Huh? Meaning what? Tell the police. Nope. I ain't even telling you, partner. I want this critter all of myself, Texas style. Yahoo! That Yankee music is wonderful. Warms a waddy's blood. Where do we go from here? Home. <laughs> Hotel Wentworth. Just wait here a moment, driver. That's a new twist. 
You always take a little walk before you pay off the cab driver? Only when I'm paying bodyguard. How much? 140, it says. Who are you looking for? Brownies. Help me hold my cowboy friend inside, will you? I don't think I'll be able to wake him. <laughs> Not wake him. He left. What? There's a saloon across the street, buddy. He's making a beeline for it. Oh, for the love of... Wait a minute, a buck forty. Here, keep the change. Yeah, sure. Dick, Dick. Wait a minute, you darn fool. I... Dick. Dick. Stand back, brother. You want it, too. You murderous rat, you dirty... So you do want it, okay? Turn it up. That's a gun jam. Now it's going to be jammed down your throat, killer. I'm going to... Oh. Okay. Nice work, Sam. Come on, Vic. Let's get out of here. Well, now, Mr. Templer. Hello, nurse. And how are we today? You're fine. How am I? I'll let you know just as soon as I've checked your pulse. What are you doing for dinner tonight? I have a date. Mm, too bad. Besides, you're not leaving the hospital until tomorrow. How can you ask me out? Oh, it's uh, just a form of exercising. You're very beautiful. Mr. Templer, if you keep me talking, how can I check your pulse? Why bother? To see if it's normal, of course. If my pulse is normal when you check it, then uh, I'm not. Oh, you and your jokes. Oh, I, I forgot. You have another visitor. Oh? Blonde or brunette? Redhead. Oh, cute? I think so. Mm, but you wouldn't. No? It's that nice young lieutenant from the Homicide Bureau. Oh, again. I, uh, I suppose it would be pointless to tell him I'm out. Can I come in, Zeppelin? Obviously. Come in, Lieutenant Varden. I was just going. Thank you, Molly. You're welcome, Lieutenant. You, um... You don't have to ask, Lieutenant Barton. The answer is no. Thanks. Now it's a question. Have I remembered anything I forgot to mention about Tex McGowan's killer? Isn't it? No. Nope. This time I'm here with an invitation. Oh, a party. The morgue. And, oh, the, the doctor told me I was past the critical stage. The picture morgue down at headquarters. More romantically known as Rugs Gallery. You want me to look at faces? Yeah, as soon as he's strong enough. Might just be that the guy who dumped McGowan left his face with us one time or another. Well, it'll be a nice change in the routine. Uh, what will? Uh, getting out of here. Hand me my clothes, Lieutenant. Now, wait a minute. You're not due to blow this joint till tomorrow. Lieutenant Barton, are you a public servant? Well, I'm a cop, so I'm a public servant. Hand me my clothes. You sure? Positive. Besides, there's very little point in a patient staying in the hospital when he's making so little progress. Clearing up a concussion in three days' time isn't progress? Uh, I mean, with that nurse. I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah, I know. You know? Uh-huh. Because I am. Oh, now, don't look at me like that, Saint. We public servants got to live, too, you know. Mm. Well, come on. We'll go look at pictures. Well? No. This one? No. I'll take a look through these. No? Oh. I'll take this one. Huh? Oh, for... How did a pinup girl's picture get in here? I don't know, but it certainly breaks the monotony. This one? No. This? No. How about... No. One of these? Well, well. 
The guy who killed Tex McGowan? No, my old geometry teacher. This? No. Here? Oh. Oh, pardon me. No. Him? Mm-mm. Hey. Yeah, I know. The boy most likely to succeed in your graduating class. The boy most likely to get the electric chair for shooting down Tex McGowan. At last. You sure? Like Stanley finding Livingston. Nick Nemoshenko, check Chicago police file. That's practically done. Thanks, Tupper. Thanks, Refuse. I've got a slight interest in this trigger man myself, you know. If you don't believe me, ask my head. I see what you mean. Will you stay until I check on Nemoshenko? I'll stay. Where? Chicago. Cops out there grabbed him when he came off the plane. Good. You going? Uh-huh. You want it? Delighted. Nice of you to ask. You can clinch the identification for us. When are we leaving? Well, it's a train at midnight. Enough time for you? I'll go home and thank a bag. Suppose I pick you up at your apartment in about half hour? I'll be ready. Thanks again for the invitation, Pardon. And, uh, Lieutenant, mm-hmm. I uh, think I'll forgive you. Forgive me? For stealing my nurse while I was unconscious. About time you got home, Stan. Huh? What? You know what I am? Uh, animal, vegetable, or mineral? I'm the fella that watched you come out of the little building at police headquarters where they keep the pictures. Well, it's an interesting hobby, I admit, but... I uh... slugged you once, Stan, when my cousin's gun jammed up the other night. I guess now I gotta make it more permanent. Uh, don't bother on my account. It's on my cousin's account. You're the only fella can send him to the hot seat. You're the only eyewitness. He killed that cowboy. Uh, you'll, uh, excuse me while I get on to my packing, won't you? I... Where you're going, sir, you ain't gonna need to pack nothing for. No? You think you're going to Chicago, but you ain't, sir. Well, must you be poetic at a time like this? You ain't gonna go to Chicago and put no finger on Nick. Oh, now, wait a minute. I... Are you gonna go to Chicago and I'm gonna beat you to death right here in New York? Well, you answer me. Oh. You call that an answer? Who's that? Detective Lieutenant Varden. Would you like to meet him? We'll see you again, sir. Come in, Varden. Butler? What are you sitting on the floor for? I've been entertaining. You know, company. Yeah? What happened to him? Oh, well, no use going after them. Out the service door. Tranquilous fool. Shy? Only a policeman. So he bellied you, huh? They caught me with my vitality down. Remember, I was a hospital case only the day before yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll need protecting. Come on, let's catch that train. You can tell me the whole sad story on the way to the station. Well, it's a good thing this train had a second coat of paint. Because that's what we caught it by. Uh, here. This is that drawing room D. Could one of you gentlemen tell me where to find drawing room C? Yeah. The one right there? Uh, you'd better let me handle it, Varden. You policemen are so dropped. Uh, drawing room C? Uh-huh. I'm so helpless on change. Oh, that's a pity. Always lost. Um, I'm always finding things. Are you? I, 
Oh, there's drawing room. See, right next to yours. The amazing. Well, sometimes that's uh, a very interesting relationship. If you should ever want to borrow anything, neighbor, I... Oh, I've got everything. Yes, you have. But if you should need something, well, after all, what a neighbor's for. I never was really sure until now. Well, goodbye, neighbor. You know, Lieutenant, these trains are getting better equipment all the time. You, Diovan. Lieutenant. Hmm? Oh, my dear. Get her off your mind. She'll be there when you get back. Although they are rather prone to elope with interns. Sampler, what are you talking about? My nurse, or uh, should I say our nurse. Get her off your mind and start concentrating on who hired Nick Nikosinko to smoke down Tex McGowan. Hey, hey, where are you going? Uh, you don't have to be a detective to guess that. Oh, boy. Uh, uh-huh. I'm uh, tired of cards. I'm, I'm going to be neighborly for a while. <laughs> come to this. I'd like to borrow something. What have you got in mind? Oh, anything. What have you got? Maybe we'd better talk it over. My name's Linda Jarvis. Simon Temper. Oh, it sounds very distinguished. Won't you come in? All my life I've been easily persuaded. Now, I want you to tell me all about yourself. You going to Chicago for business? Pleasure? Well, uh, it started out to be business. And your friend... When I first met you in the corridor before, didn't, didn't I hear you say he was a, a policeman? Oh, did you? He's fascinated by crime and policemen. And I bet you're going to Chicago to arrest somebody. Oh, you must tell me about it. Please, it's, it's so fascinating. Only in the comic books. The man you're going to arrest, what did he do? Is he a bank robber, a murderer? Please tell me everything. I'm all ears. You are? You fancy that. <laughs> Still enjoyed the trip, but you didn't tell me half of what I expected to hear about crime and criminals. Well, and... there were many more important things to talk about. Uh, do you happen to have a phone number handy? Only my own. But I don't think I'm going to give it to you. Not exactly neighborly. Why, we were. Uh oh. Hmm? Lieutenant Varden, on his way to fetch me, there's an impatient look on his face. Look, Linda, when can I see you again? Sampler, I don't mean to break up what appears to be a beautiful friendship, but we're expected at Chicago Police Headquarters today. In other words, right about... Oh, pardon! Get me in the arm. No, only in the arm. Linda! She blew right after the shot. Look, I'll be all right. You go after her. All right, pardon. Excuse me, please. Let me through, please. Please, let me through. Come on. A girl, tall, brunette. You see her? In that cab. The one turning out up there. Follow her. Hurry. 
missed you. Her cab's stopping. So I see. Pull up to the curb right here. He's getting out. Going in that apartment house. Okay. This is the end of the line. Wait for me. It ain't gonna be long, is it? My ship ends in a half an hour. I've been pushing this hack all night. I'll be back in a few minutes. Don't worry about it. Miss Jervis. Flowers for... All right. Well, I'm not a rose. No, you can't come in. Sure I can, see? I'm in. How dare you? This is outrageous. Not nearly as outrageous as putting a finger on a fellow so that a rifleman knows who to shoot down. I haven't the slightest idea what you're talking about. Oh, sure you have, baby. Sure you have. That bullet was for me, wasn't it? Lieutenant Barton just happened to stroll into it. Diamond, darling, why should... Why should I want to have you killed? I don't know you that well. But you know me well enough to know that I'm the only eyewitness to a murder. And that I should be eliminated, don't you? But I... What reason would I have... If I should fail to identify certain Nick Nimoshenko as the gunman who shot down Tex McGowan, then the possibility of Mr. Nimoshenko's telling who hired him to do the job is very slight. I still have no idea what you're talking about. Then suppose we go down to police headquarters and I'll tell you all about it. Well, it's about time. How long was I supposed to keep him talking before you were ready to swing that club? Oh, I thought I'd let him feel he was living for a while. You know, Linda, I told this sucker he hadn't ought to come to Chicago. Oh, I told him. Oh. George! Beginning to wake up, is he? Uh-huh. Splendid. There's some questions I must ask him. He's beginning to flutter his eyes, George. What? Oh, yes. What are you three staring at? Haven't you ever seen a man with two heads before? Feeling better, Mr. Templer? Not as good as when I was unconscious. It can be arranged, sucker. Making you unconscious is how I earn my pay. You had a better future when you were swinging through the trees. At least you were your own boss. That mean you're calling me an ape? The first hits were it. All right, wise guy. Now Never I'll... Never mind, Stanley. Uh, Stanley. Throw him a banana. Why? Stanley! Uh, uh... Better not irritate him. Simon, darling. He's hot-headed. And soon he'll be sitting in a chair that's going to make him hot all over. And so will you, Linda. And last night on the train, you said such sweet things to me. Remember? I remember. Next time I go anywhere, I'll ride a freight. You need a better class of tramp. George, he's grouchy. Aren't you, Simon, darling? Stop pestering him, Linda. Let's get on with this. Yes, let's. Uh, Tex McGowan was a talkative man, was he not? You tell me. It's hardly likely that you'd agree to interest yourself in this affair without knowing all the facts. Uh, facts uh, concerning me. Uh, who are you? Uh, what do you do besides uh, train eight? George Haggerty, I'm a cattle broker. Oh. I'll bet you haven't been called Honest Wade Haggerty much lately. Ah, so he did tell you. What you do for a scale could uh, outmode reducing diets. What else did McGowan tell you? You've had it, no spring. Stanley. Okay, boy. The pleasure is mine. <laughs> all right, all right, Stanley. Let's keep him conscious for a while, shall we? Uh, you needn't bother. But Mr. Temple, I trust you don't think all this is just idle curiosity on my part. Oh, don't apologize. I want to know how much McGowan told you so that I'll know how much you might have told the police. Thanks for the blueprint. 
What I mean is, if certain facts are known to the police, then it might be... Uh, but it's quite possible, that is, that they'll be able to... Stop stabbing yourself. You want to know if the police have anything that establishes you as Nimoshenko's sponsor. Well, uh, have they? Next time you see your barber, get the top of your head shaved. The ones up at Sing Sing are so messy. You're lying. They don't know. Okay, I'm lying. Sweat it out, killer. Sweat it out. You mean beat it out, don't you? Stanley. Stanley. Went over lightly again. Not too likely. But don't kill him until later. Oh. Oh. Well, Templin, going to talk to me now? What's the use, George? I'll never tell the truth. I know. I had a date with him. You're boasting. This is just a waste of time. Let Stanley get it over with. Yeah, that's what I say, George. If the cops knew anything about us, they'd have been here a long time ago. Yes, I suppose you're right. All right, Stanley. How do you want it, sir? Oh, anyway, I don't care. Well, I do. Well, that's what attracted me to you from the start, Linda. You look like a neat housekeeper. Shut up. All right, take him out of here and throw him into Lake Michigan. Uh, but uh, I didn't bring my bathing suit. Who? Least idea. Shall I answer? You have to. The drama knows you're in. Very well. Whoever it is, get rid of him and fast. Yes, what? Let me in. I'm looking for a guy and I'm going to pin his ears back. That's what I'm going to do. But I... Look here, you can't break into me like that. Oh, You'd be surprised at what I can do when I'm sore and believe me, I'm... Oh, so there you are. Hello, Captain Carson. You're go giving me no lip, brother. I told you I was off duty in a half an hour and you said that you... Hey, how'd you get your face all banged up? Oh, it's all in the day's work. What's going on here? You've got your men stationed at all possible exits, Captain? Well, I... Haven't you, Captain? Well, sure. Oh, yeah. They're surrounding the whole building. Fine, Captain. And here are your three murders, just as I promised. Now we'll Wait see... a minute. This doesn't look like any cop I've ever seen. No, I... Don't let him reach for that gun. Oh, no, you don't. Let me go. Give me that gun. Thank you. Stanley, Stanley, get him, get him. Not me. I ain't going to hit no cop. Spoken like a gentleman of the old school. Not when they got all the exits covered, especially. I'm giving up. That's using your head, Stanley. Stanley, he isn't... Here you are, Captain. Here's my gun. I'm ready to confess. I don't want your gun. I just want Take it, you fool. Take it. Okay, I'll cut now do I get my fare? Yes, you get your fare, my friend. And you know what I'm going to give you for a tip? What's that? A new cab. But first, get on the phone and tell the police to come over, will you? Tell them there are some people here I'd like them to meet. You have been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint. The Robin Hood of Modern Crime. And now, here is our star, Tom Conway. Ladies and gentlemen, in our cast, you heard Joyce McCluskey as Linda and Sandra Gould as the nurse. Brooke Temple played Tex. Ted DeCorsia, George. Lamont Johnson was the lieutenant. Ed Max Stanley. And Howard McNear, the cab driver. This is Tom Conway, inviting you to join us again next week at the same time for another exciting adventure of The Saint. Good night.
Tonight's script of The Saint was written by Michael Cramoy. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Tom Conway is soon to be seen in the Warner Brothers production, Painting the Clouds with Sunshine. And all you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer, Hal Gibney. It's the Silver Jubilee on NBC. Now stay tuned for more great mystery entertainment as Lloyd Nolan stars in Martin Kane, Private Eye. Yes, now hear Martin Kane, Private Eye on this same NBC station. He's the daring private investigator who's become a popular hero throughout the nation. Now you'll hear Lloyd Nolan as Martin Kane every Sunday immediately following The Saint. Listen first for The Saint, then stay tuned for Martin Kane, Private Eye, starring Lloyd Nolan. Hear him next on NBC. The National Broadcasting Company. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's yours truly, Johnny Dollar, followed by the Aldrich family. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer of Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great evening. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.